1: Roma wines presents suspense. Roma wines, made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. Salud, your health, Señor. Roma wines toast the world. The wine for your table is Roma wine, made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. This is The Man in Black, here for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California, to introduce this weekly half-hour of Suspense. Tonight, from Hollywood, Roma Wines bring you the paramount star currently being seen in Miracle of Morgan's Creek, Mr. Eddie Bracken. Mr. Bracken appears tonight not as the exponent of comedy, as which he is so deservedly noted, but as a boy over whose head hung dark clouds of suspicion and who was involved in a particularly heartless crime. And so with The Visitor, and with the performance of Eddie Bracken as a young man who called himself Bud Owen, we again hope to keep you in suspense. Hamburger steak well done. Brainy cat or crisp? Right on. It was around 2 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. I was right in my usual groove, counterman at Al's coffee pot, draw twenty two out of Baltimore. Not a bad job for a green guy, eighteen bucks a week and my meals. But I was aiming to be a short order cook when I really got the hang of things. Of course, I'd only been in the diner a couple of months. Well, as I say, it was the usual afternoon, not especially busy, but busy enough. No kidding, Mike. What is that worth to us? Hey uh, what do you have, mister? Am rye yeah, and a cup of coffee. Coming Rod. right up. Come on, Ryan. Draw one. Look, uh, kid, I'd like to talk to you. Yeah, what about? Did we get a minute? I guess so. Hey, yeah, I'll take the counter, will you? i are going to have some coffee. Okay. What's on your mind, mister? I'm looking for someone. Yeah? Your name wouldn't be Bud Owen, would it? They call me Bill Duncan around here. That's not what I asked. So? I'm looking for a boy named Bud Owen. What about him? Disappeared from his home about three years ago, a boy from my town. He'd be about your age now, about 18? 17. That's it. Well, these folks have been worried sick about him. Everyone else gave him up for dead. Then I heard you were working here, bud. Yeah? Who told you? No one told me. I got a note anonymous. You didn't write it, did you? No, I didn't write it. You know, I think I'd have recognized you anyway. You're a lot taller, of course, and you look older. Yeah, anyone would, wouldn't they? <laughs> Same here, <years>, though. <laughs> I call them wings. That's a good one. <laughs> know who I am, of course. Max Burrow. Used to be chief of police. Oh, pleased to meet you again, Mr. Burrow. Well, well. How about Owens? A lot of know-it-alls are sure going to be surprised. Surprised? At what? Why, to see you. Edgerton is certain to a man that... You're feeding fishes off White's Pier. And when they see you, boy, I can't wait. Look, Mr. Burrow, just what is your proposition? Why, Bud, I want you to come home again with me. Oh? Of course, things have changed some in three years, but not too much. You take it easy. You have a friend to help you over the rough spots. You'll feel right back at home in no time. I see. This way, you're depriving yourself of everything a boy could want. Good home, lovely parents. Yeah. wealthy parents. You make it sound kind of nice at that, Mr. Burrow. And Bud, did you know that your father has offered a $10,000 reward for anyone who finds you? No, no, I didn't know that. Don't you think you ought to come home, Bud? Mm -hmm. Maybe I should. And think of your folks. Think how your poor mother suffered. Yeah. Think how happy you would make him. Well, Mr. Burl, if you really think it'll be all right... Why, sure it will. It may be a little tough at first, all the excitement, people staring at you, but that won't last long. You gotta expect some excitement. Oh, I suppose it was an event having a hometown boy drowned. Drowned boy? They thought you were murdered. <laughs> And so began the series of events which were to bring a boy called Bud Owen back to Edgerton to take up a new life with the family which had believed him dead for three years. Tonight, for suspense, Roma Wines present Eddie Bracken, whom you have heard in the prologue to The Visitor by Carl Randau and Leon Zugsmith. Tonight's tale of Suspense. In this brief intermission in the play, let's imagine ourselves for a moment in a flower-garlanded Bermuda, seated on the terrace of the exclusive Coral Beach and Tennis Club. At the next table, a party of Bermudians and Americans are taking turns, each paying compliments to the delights of the other's native land. An American has just praised the famed flowers of Bermuda. Then a Bermudian tops him with this. Among great American delights, he says, one of my favorites is right here on our table. It is this splendid wine we are all enjoying. Bermuda imports it from the justly renowned wine districts of California. It is your internationally esteemed Roma wine. Yes, and Americans themselves have certainly not overlooked the great and enjoyable qualities of these fine Roma wines. Proof is, Roma wines are America's largest selling wine. Such outstanding popularity must mean here are wines that are more taste-delighting, more satisfying in their richness and fine wine quality. Yet with all that as your reward for specifying Roma wines, you'll be amazed and delighted to hear your dealer say Roma wines cost only pennies a glass. That's because, here in America, you pay no high import duty or long-void shipping charges for these fine Roma, California wines. Don't fail to enjoy Roma wines. R-O-M-A. Roma. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. And now it is with pleasure that we bring back to our soundstage our star, Eddie Bracken, as Bud Owen, in The Visitor. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. After I talked to Mr. Burl for an hour or so, the whole thing sounded pretty darn good. I quit my job at Al's coffee pot the next afternoon and met Mr. Burrow at the station. We took the 5 o'clock train to Regidon. On the way, Mr. Burrow gave me the lowdown on what had been going on in the town for three years. How the town thought I was murdered and how my, uh, my mother and David Cunningham, my, my stepfather, just wouldn't give up hope that I was still alive. And he told me how my mother hadn't changed anything in my room. She was so sure I'd come back. Although she bought new stuff for the rest of the house, new rugs and the couch, things like that, Mr. Burrell described it so plain I could almost see it. Well, by the time we got to Edgerton, I was feeling pretty sad for my mother. And when I stood on the dark front porch with Mr. Burrell, it was a peach of a warm summer night. I, I thought if I could make her happy, even if it was tough on me, it was worth, well, it was worth a try. Mm-hmm. yourself, youngster. This is it. Yeah, sure. I, I'm okay, Mr. Burrow. That you Burrow? Yeah. And here's Bud. Oh. Bud. Hello, Father. Come in. Come in, Bud. Here, let me have you Is your mother, Bud? Bud. Hello, Mother. Oh, I'm Bud. Uh, this time it's really Bud, Judith. He's come back
0: to us. Oh, Bud. Bud.
1: It's all right, Judith.
0: Oh, my thing. Baby, why... You're so tall, I can hardly kiss you. Oh,
1: well, now, come, Judith. Let's, uh, let's go into the living room. Come along, Burl.
0: Oh, I always knew I'd be silly when you came back. Here, let me put your hair down. Oh. I... Now you look more like my bud.
1: Gosh, I wouldn't have recognized this room. Isn't that couch new? Mm-hmm.
0: And the rugs and drapes.
1: Uh, I don't know how we'll ever be able to thank you, Burl. Oh, I see. And Judith's so happy as, uh reward enough. Oh, yes. That reminds me. Drop into my office tomorrow, Burl, and I'll take care of that other more tangible reward. Uh, Mother, I, uh... I don't know how to begin. I mean... I mean to tell you how sorry... Oh, don't
0: tell me anything, darling. Nothing matters except that you're back.
1: That's the spirit, Judith.
0: Oh, your you're right hand, Bud, it's all
1: bandaged. Oh, that's nothing. I, I burned it while working in the diner. It's nothing, Mother. Oh, well, folks, it's been a long day for an old man. I guess I'll run along. Right away, Mr. Burrow, I, well, you, you just got here. You'll be seeing plenty of me, Bud. And right now, though, you should want to be getting acquainted with your folks again. I'll see you tomorrow, Dave. Good night. Have Good night. Good night. Well oh. have you noticed, Judith, how deep Bud's voice is now?
0: <laughs> yes. It was just a little pipe when he left. But it was beginning to break, wasn't it, Bud? Gosh,
1: I guess so. It must have sounded pretty awful.
0: Annie <laughs> shaves, David.
1: <laughs> Every day, Snooker. Well, him. gosh, not quite. <laughs> 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 really,
0: David, I don't think that's so funny. <laughs> what the, oh. Oh, that sounds like Ellen. Isn't that nice? Let in, David.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh Ellen Woods?
0: Why, who else, uh,
1: Does she uh, uh, live next door?
0: Why, of course, Bud. The woods have always lived there. Hello, <laughs> Ellen. Well. Ellen, dear, we have such a surprise. Angel, it's <laughs> so simply fabulous. Let me kiss you, you lie. <laughs> <large. laughs>
1: yeah, Ouch, take it easy. <laughs> Why,
0: well, Bud, your gigantic irregular beanpole. Oh, Bud, I, I can't wait for Joe to see you. Joe? I called him as soon as I heard. He's coming over here. It's all right, Mrs. Oh, Dan. of course, Ellen. I'd forgotten. It'll mean so much to Joe. You know about Joe, Bud. Oh,
1: oh, yes. Mr. Burrow told me. I I, I, I didn't know before. Yes, the town's going to have a lot to make up to that young man.
0: My folks wouldn't let me see Joe, but... Yeah? Well, naturally, they thought... After all, Joe was the last person who saw you, and then he... Well, he admitted you'd
1: quarreled. But your mother and I never had a moment's doubt, but I'm thankful for that.
0: Oh, that's Joe now...
1: Joe, it's true, but dear. From phone, I ran all the way. She said... You. Yeah, Joe, it's, it's me. Yeah. Guess it is. Well, pal, I, uh, I hear I owe you an apology or something. <laughs> Skip it, pal.
0: Joe, we know how hard it's been for you. Only now it's over.
1: Uh, well, it didn't matter, Mrs. Cunningham. I... Learned to put up with a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, Judith, dear, uh, let's go upstairs. Let's give the young folks a chance to be by themselves.
0: Please. Well, all right, David, but, but don't stay up too long, no. Bud. You still need lots of sleep.
1: No, I won't, Mother.
0: And and don't forget to turn off the lights. No. Good night, children. Good night, Mr. Cunningham. Good, night, Good, Good
1: night. Night. Mr. Cunningham. Well, what'll we do? How to rug at you the fat? Suit yourself.
0: Joe, don't talk that way to Bud. You might remember he's my friend. He certainly was yours.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess he was. Look, Joe, I can see how you saw it in me, but don't take it out on Ellen. Kindly, of you... don't stop messing between Ellen and me.
0: Joe, please.
1: Okay. Do I have to make a speech? So you're home now, bud. I'm the last one to kick, but when you toss it all off by saying you owe me an apology or something, maybe it's not easy to remember we were friends. I I didn't know what to say. I know I tried to remember we were friends, and the whole town was sure I killed you. I tried to remember it when the draft board listed me as undesirable because they thought I was guilty. I even tried to remember we were friends when for three years people crossed the street so they wouldn't have to speak to me. People got up and walked out of the room when I came in. and they... Gosh, Joe, I, I I didn't realize that. I am sorry, Joe. I'm.
0: Um, now, now listen, Joe. You should be the first one to walk around the town with Bud right tomorrow morning. And if you'd both like it, why, I'll go with you.
1: Well, all right with Bud. Oh, is it? Boy, I'm going to need company.
0: Then it's a date.
1: Okay, I... No kidding, Bud. Uh, I'm glad you're home, fella. No heart feeling? Oh, gosh, no, Joe. So long, Bud. Bye, Bud. So long. Bud? Yes, uh, Um, uh, Mother?
0: Are you coming up to bed now, dear?
1: Uh, why, yeah, I might just as well.
0: You know, Bud, I've been thinking...
1: The funniest thing. What? Uh, what? What's that, Mother?
0: Do you realize you never even asked about Trixie?
1: Trixie? Uh, that's right, I, I didn't.
0: After all, she was your dog. Oh. <laughs> you know what they say about a boy and his dog. Poor thing, when you didn't come back, she just wandered off.
1: Gee, that's tough, all right.
0: And you didn't even ask about her. But I guess you can't be expected to remember everything.
1: No, I... I... I guess I can't remember everything. My mother kissed me goodnight. I went upstairs to my room, and it was just like Mr. Burrow told me it would be. Everything seemed to have gone all right so far. I undressed and turned out the lights, but before I got into bed, I... I locked the door just in case. Gosh, I guess I'm late for breakfast. That's <laughs> all
0: right, darling. We know you needed to sleep.
1: Sit right in your old place, bud. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Well, your mother and I have been mooning over old pictures of you, son.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But except for the ears and something around the eyes, you've changed so that I can hardly recognize you. (laughs) Look, here's the last picture before you went away. Why, it, it's almost frightening the way you've grown. Well,
1: Judith, dear, you wouldn't want the boy to be a midget, would you? Well, sure, he's taller, but look at the hair there and the way he stands. I sure was a goon, boy. You should have been glad to get rid of me. And look, Bud, <laughs>
0: what else I found. All your school compositions from the first grade on. Here's one you wrote on Alexander the Great. Ouch, Mother, don't be
1: careless with those things. I'll die of blessing.
0: Why, Bud, I think this was <laughs> very good for you all. Oh. You were barely 14 when you wrote it. See, it's marked B, so it can't be so terrible.
1: Your least little scribble is a great thing to your mother. Well, I'd better get off to the office. Drop in to see me if you have time, Bud. Why, sure, Uh, Father, I'll do that. Bye, Judith, honey. I'll be home for dinner.
0: Goodbye, David. Now, how about some hot coffee, Bud?
1: Yes, thanks.
0: There, Snoopy. Bud, there's something important I want to discuss with you. It's about my will.
1: Your your will?
0: Well, you know how your father, well, David, was about my money, Bud. He never wanted to touch it or even to have you put him in my will. He's so proud about things like that, and I do have so much more than he ever will.
1: Sure, I uh, I remember. Uh, how much money is it, anyway? Uh,
0: well, you know, Bud, there's about $150,000 your grandfather left. Yeah. Then there are those four houses on Elm Street that Aunt Carolyn left and the income from them... I haven't used any of it, so it amounts to quite a lot by now.
1: Gosh, yes, it must have been.
0: Well, after you left, even though David didn't want me to, I changed the will, leaving everything to him.
1: Why, sure, that sounds fine to me.
0: But now that you're back, I think the best thing would be to just turn it all over to you now. Set up a trust fund. You could use the income when you start to college, and later maybe you'll want to set yourself up in some kind of business. But uh, And I know it will please David.
1: But, Mother, gee whiz, it's, uh, it's swell of you, but don't you think you should wait?
0: Wait for what, darling?
1: Well, uh, until you know me better. I what? mean, uh, gosh, I, I I wouldn't know what to do with all that money, and uh, I might mess things up. Why,
0: <laughs> silly, the bank takes care of everything it always has for me. Now all you have to do is sign these papers here.
1: Uh, sign them? I, I uh, but I can't, Mother. You see my hand, the bandage.
0: Oh, isn't that a shame? Yes, I I forgot that you couldn't write. Joe Well. It, well? Uh,
1: it'll be all right in a couple of days, so I I can take the bandage off then.
0: Oh somebody's whistling for you, Bud. My, that sounds like old times.
1: It's Ellen and Joe. They're gonna take me around and show me the town. Well, I guess I have to face the music. Oh, you know you
0: love it. You're going to be a regular hero.
1: Yeah, but I I don't feel much like a hero now.
0: Now you're in for it, Bud. Oh, Bud, you're really real, and you've grown but divine. Hey, hey, you're choking me. Oh, I've just been telling everybody you're back. It's too sensational. It's like having a new boy in town, and do we need some?
1: Gosh, I, I, I shouldn't think you'd have any trouble. I... You're cuter than ever.
0: Oh, listen to him. He's got a line. Gee, he sends me. Is that something? <laughs> <laughs> the best thing you ever called her before was Buzzard Egg.
1: <laughs> well, gosh, I, uh, I called her something beside that once in a while.
0: Well, you did call her Mary Louise. Well,
1: of course I called her that. Gee, it's uh, it's swell to see you, Mary Louise. Mm-hmm.
0: Owen, and you bad boy, are you going to recognize me
1: or aren't you? <laughs> oh, gee, it's, it's good to see you. Uh, how how I, anyway... Now, you're not too grown up to kiss old Mrs. Callahan the way you always did. Oh, uh, I'll say I'm not Mrs. Callahan.
0: Here... Why, is... I heated enough bottles for you and washed enough of your diapers, too, so don't let me catch you putting on airs.
1: <laughs> no, ma'am, I won't.
0: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. What's the matter? Didn't you recognize me? Mrs. Callahan? Oh, of course I did. Why didn't you call her what you always used to? Couldn't you see she was sore? Well, I, uh, I did.
0: Bud, you used to call her Aunt Seely.
1: Well, 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 I, I couldn't believe it, but I daren't refute the evidence of my senses. It's the Owen boy, Bud Owen. Well, I'm <laughs> glad to see you, sir. I just saw your mother. I heard you were back told me she was bringing you down to my office in a day or two. Uh Ah, yeah, yeah, she told me. Ah, your mother's one in a million, young man. She thinks only of your welfare. I hope you've learned to appreciate her. Yes, sir, I have. Well, I just want to check on the news. And no nonsense, my boy. You do as your mother says. What did he mean, no nonsense? Don't you know? Well, I, I guess so. Mother told me she uh, she was going to take me down to the lawyer's office this morning. Oh, Bud. And... I've been waiting for you to outsmart yourself, and this is it. I, uh, I don't get it. You sure don't, Bud. Give him a chance, Joe. Because it so happens that's not Mr. Reedy, the lawyer, but Dr. Sterling, the dentist. I talked fast, and Ellen took my side. And when we got Joe calmed down, I knew he was going to watch me like a hawk from then on. That afternoon, Ellen got the real snazzy idea of going to the beach. My father knocked off work and drove us down, sort of to celebrate my homecoming. It was really a hot day, so when we got there, the others made a beeline for the water, but I didn't because of my bandaged hand. I stayed around the beach club near the pool. When it began to get dark, we all dressed and went down to White's Restaurant for seafood dinner. Then we walked out on the pier, the same pier where I was supposed to have been murdered. I remember I said something about taking the body back to where X marks the spot, and everybody laughed.
0: Isn't it heavenly out here?
1: Oh, gee, this breeze is swell. Well, Bud, looks like you and Joe are right back where you were three years ago. Yeah, I guess so, Father. Yeah, this railing is just where we stood, isn't it? When you and I had our fight? Yeah, uh, about.
0: What's that phobia people have looking down from tall buildings? I get it looking down at the water from up here.
1: Oh, you shouldn't worry, Ellen. You swim like a fish. Now, me, I, I should really feel funny. About ready to go home, children? I don't want you to worry. All
0: right, Mr. Cunningham. It's
1: been such a heavenly day. Bud. wait a minute. Come on, Joe. Wait, a couple of things I want to talk to you about. Later, Joe, Ellen and Father... Only take a minute. First, about your not being able to swim. But, Joe, you knew about that. I never learned. That was why... Sure, he... everybody knew Bud Owen couldn't swim. That was why when you disappeared, they thought I'd pushed you off the pier and you drowned. Joe, I don't get it. Can't you let bygones be bygones? Bud Owen couldn't swim. But this afternoon, when you thought we were all at a good, safe distance, I walked up the beach club looking for you, and I saw you swimming in the pool. But but I learned. And your bandage was off. We'll start talking. Or do I have to do the talking? To the cops. Listen, Joe, you gotta wait. You gotta give me time. Now don't get me wrong. No one in this town would be gladder to have Bud Owen come back than me. After all, I've taken plenty because he disappeared, but rather than let Mrs. Cunningham be fooled. That's I... what I mean, Joe. You gotta give me time to square things. Just a little time. You better move fast, brother. Joe, no matter what you think, you know i I haven't heard anybody. No, not yet. And if you give me time, nobody will be heard. I went to Mr. Burrow the next morning and talked about everything, how people were beginning to make cracks about him and the $10,000 reward and the whole mess. I knew things were moving awfully fast, and I told Mr. Burrow he had to help me. That night when she'd finished her coffee, my mother said she was awfully tired, and my father, David, I saw her upstairs to bed. I looked out the window, and I saw Mr. Burrell's car pull up to the curb in front of Ellen's house. I knew he was going to do everything he could, but by this time, I, I was scared. Well, at bedtime, my stepfather fixed some sandwiches, and we drank some milk. Then he came up to my room with me, and we sat down to talk. Well, I see your mother's been changing your room around. It's not bad. I guess women like to fuss around and so forth. That's a fact. And there's no use opposing them. I guess that's right. By the way, what's your real name? Bud Owen. You don't need to be afraid of me. I've protected you so far. Why have you? I asked you first. What's your real name? Bud Owen. You're stubborn, aren't you? You know, at first I thought you'd work this little scheme out all by yourself, or with Burl. But there's someone else involved, isn't there? Who do you think? What about that bandage? Well... Take it off. Well, well, well. Not even a scar. I don't suppose you'd mind writing with it now that it's healed? No, I... I don't mind. What shall I write? Well, suppose we take this little composition of yours on Alexander the Great. Would you copy this sentence, uh, say, on the top of page three? Sure. Why not? And uh, to make it a fair comparison, write your name, Bud Owen. Bud Owen. Here you are. So she taught you Bud's handwriting, too. Who did? My wife. Do you think I didn't know what was going on? Every move she made gave her away. Why is she in such a rush to change her will? I don't know. Why? She thought she was being so smart trying to pass you off, trying to trap me. But I was one person who knew you weren't Bud. Yeah, but what makes you so sure I'm not Bud? I know. Isn't that enough? I see. I know. I see. Well, don't you think we'd uh, better get my my mother in on this? Yes. Yes, I think perhaps we'd better. She's asleep. we do have to wake her. Mother. Mother. Hey, she's... She's... Mother! Uh, mother! Oh. When I came to, I had an awful pain in the head. I was in my room in bed, and Ellen and Joe and Mr. Burrow were there. For a minute, I didn't know what had happened, and then I remembered. Mother. Where's my mother? She's all right, bud. She's in the hospital. He gave her enough of those sleeping pills to kill a horse, but she's all right now. How do you feel, bud? Oh, all right, I guess. Oh, it's a good thing you had us standing by tonight, son. Why, he had you trussed up like a turkey. He was going to hang you. Gee, Mr. Burley must have been crazy. I guess he wanted to get us both out of the way before Mother could change that will. Crying out loud, but why didn't you let me in on this? I thought. Gee, I hated to do it, Joe, honest. But I had to. Someone had to be the guinea pig. It was
0: my idea, Joe. I sent the note to Mr. Burrow. I really found Bud in that hash heart. Yeah, but if you let about me in you know on that... We aren't? knew if Bud could fool you, if you thought he was a phony, he could fool everybody, even David Cunningham. You
1: see, Joe, for three years I suspected that guy. He pushed me off the pier that night, but I was only a kid. I knew it would be just his word against mine, so I, I ran away. I kept putting off coming home, but I, I swore that someday I'd trap him, and tonight I did. Because he said he knew I wasn't, Bud Owen. I knew that he thought he'd kill me. You took one whale of a chance tonight, Bud. He'd framed you pretty. Another half hour and we'd have found your mother dead, you strung up in that suicide note you wrote propped up on the dresser. suicide note? Why, I just copied a sentence out of an old composition, something about uh, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great? Listen to this. It is a terrible... It is terrible what awful crimes are done for greed and ambition. Signed, Bud Owen. Sure, you see? I was just writing. What? Can I sign that? Holy... Well, that's about all. I didn't know how my mother would take it, having my stepfather turn out to be such a heel, but... Once she got over the dope he'd slept her, she was fine, as happy as a lock over me. Joe and Ellen, they got married but quick, and now Joe's in the Marines. And me, I'm just passing the time here in Edgerton till I'm 18 and my number comes up, and then maybe I'll see a little excitement. And so closes The Visitor, starring Eddie Bracken. Tonight's tale of... Suspense. Suspense is produced by William Spear. Before Mr. Bracken returns to the microphone, here's a definition of yourself. Connoisseur. One competent to act as a critical judge of an art or in a matter of taste. That's what Webster says. So that makes you a wine connoisseur, because certainly you are competent to act as a critical judge of a wine's taste. Matter of fact... All you have to know to be a true wine connoisseur and the opinion of your friends and guests is a single word, Roma, R-O-M-A. To get the proof, make your own taste test of the tangy, appetizing Roma Sherry, the hearty, satisfying Roma Burgundy, the heavier, sweeter Roma Port, or any of the many different, delicious Roma California wines. If your favorite dealer is temporarily out of the kind of Roma wine you prefer, ask for it again, please. Just be sure to say, R-O-M-A, Roma Wine. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. This is Eddie Bracken, and this is one of those nights I'll certainly remember for a long time. I've always hoped, A, to be allowed to play a real, genuine, dramatic role, and B, it's been an ambition of mine to get a crack at this show's suspense, because, well, I think it's tops. The next two broadcasts in this series should be particularly interesting. I know I won't miss either of them because Orson Welles is going to star in that very thrilling story, Donovan's Brain, which will be done in two parts, one part next Thursday and part two the following week. And uh, one more word, don't forget to buy some war Eddie Bracken will soon be seen in Paramount's Hail the Conquering Hero. Next Thursday, same time, you will hear Orson Welles in Suspense.